Hey, what's good, people? This is Sports Debate Tuesday. That's Rob McLean. This is episode 71, Mr. McLean. And the episode starts right now. Hey, we like that black screen. I like that black screen. I saw nothing but black, but we're going to fix it on the edit and the people are not going to know what the hell I'm talking about. Welcome. This is Sports Debate Tuesday. This is episode 71, along with my man, Rob. Keep it. McLean. McLean. I'm your host with the most. I'm Jason DeBiz, and we are going to talk football, and we're going to talk MMA. We're going to talk football. We're going to talk a little bit of this and that, and we're going to talk football. (laughs) We are in full swing in the NFL season. This is week two, just completed. Week three's on the way, Rob. Got our pick six. Uh, Big up to James Barker, five and one. You were one and five. I was four and two. Um, so like I'll every do, injury you could possibly. Pick. I mean, look. <laughs> I mean, no one really wanted to cheer for the. Um, I mean, we both pulled for the Giants and lost with them. So I mean, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, James Barker actually went for the other team, and the only the only one all of us got wrong was Cincinnati. So, um, all right, lots of cover, but first things first, Rob. Let's get to it. Tom Brady. Threw for 267 yards, five touchdowns, 135.6 passer rating, and a 48 to 25 drubbing. I put, I wrote down, but I'm just gonna call butt whooping, punking, stomping of the Atlanta Falcons. The defense was in full swing too, making multiple plays, including three interceptions, two of them returned for a touchdown. Uh, the question, Rob: Can any team stop the Bucks from winning the Super Bowl? Yeah, you know, um, <clears throat> when you look at the Bucks team, you know, just in a vacuum, man, they are a scary team to, to, to go against. I mean, every single level, not to mention the most important level quarterback, they are at least superior to most other teams. Um, so, I mean, it, man, I really don't know. Um, the Chiefs don't look great. You know, uh, there's a couple teams I feel like do have a chance in that, they have either the quarterback and the defense, or they have a, a certain type of a game to beat uh, a Tom Brady. Because that's what you have to do. You don't really have to beat the bu- the Buccaneers. You got to beat Tom Brady. You know, you have to have a certain type of an offense. You have to have a certain type of a defense. You know, to control the game because he controls the entire game. So there's two teams. He's I the ringleader. Like really <laughs> Sorry. Is, you know, but I mean, then that's after one year. You know. Um, so the, the two teams, I feel like they can beat them, whether it's schematically or just on talent alone, uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I feel like Kyler Murray is taking those steps forward. Um, and that defense is scary, man. They, they literally can switch and move, and Isaiah Simmons is finally starting to come into his own. Um, I feel like the, the Arizona Cardinals by the end of the year are, are really going to challenge uh, every one of those top teams. Um, but the other team, you know, maybe I'm just uh, too hometown for it, but uh, the L.A. Rams, you know, when you talk about, you know, stopping the run, uh, pressuring the quarterback, as well as having a run game and a passing game to be able to um, keep Tom Brady off the field, you know, uh, score points. Um, yeah, I really like what the Rams are doing. Uh, they have a fantastic running game. And the only other team that I would say that has a chance to get them is the 49ers. You know, uh, with their style of running, with their style of uh, finding uh, running backs, multiple running backs, even receivers to get uh, a lot of ground uh, or a lot of yards in the ground. Um, 
yeah, that's that's a good way to keep Tom Brady off the field as well as, again, score points. So uh, they have a fantastic defense. They have a great OLD line that's going to get pressure. Um, that's the only way to stop them. But, again, do I think it's going to happen? No, and I think it's because, you know, the one thing we didn't talk about about the Bucks is the defense. You know, their defense was not mediocre, their Super Bowl run, but they picked it up towards the end. You know, yeah. this year. Oh, yeah. This two first JPP. games, you know, yep. as great as Tom Brady has been, the defense has been locked down. And that takes all the pressure off the offense, all the pressure off an offense that's already one of the best in the league. Yeah, it's uh, those two things. If they can keep them going, I mean, this is early season, so you don't really don't want to be firing on all cylinders for early season. But, you know, no one's at their level. As long as they can keep that level high and keep keep pushing, they're they're going to win another Super Bowl. Yeah, man, it's pretty good to have JPP on your team, right? Someone that was given, like, Tom Brady um, boogeyman nightmares is actually, now the boogeyman's got your back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's something to be said about that. He could shave off another finger. We don't even care. Um, Rob, the answer to that is no. No, there's no one that's that's gonna that's gonna stop them from going to the Super Bowl. You 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 bear in mind right now, like preseason's been shortened, right? Ever and they're still trying to work out some kinks with COVID, players in and out. So, a lot of times it takes two or three games. It's almost like the first two or three games of the season are still uh, an extension of the preseason. You uh, like you 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 don't hit the panic button because because Green Bay lost. They they they're still trying to work out some stuff, right? Aaron Rodgers told everybody chillax, and last night he he always every time he says relax, it's just one game. What happens the next game? He does what he's supposed to do. Um, and with that being said, I might list a couple of teams that might have a possible shot, but um, I'm going to come full circle on this. We got the Rams. They're facing the Rams this week. That's that's on our NFL pick six. And, and I think how the Rams play them is going to say a lot. About, even if the Rams lose, it's going to say a lot about where the Bucks are because we know the Rams, um, all, the, all they really needed was a quarterback that, one, A, didn't beat himself, and two, if you needed a game-winning drive, uh, um, like Stafford, that's your man. <laughs> Stafford, yo, Stafford is your man. I mean, golf went to Detroit where careers go to die, and 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 I wish him luck. But uh, don't aren't aren't we happy for Matthew Stafford? Like, I mean, Detroit, even when they were good, they had they had lions. Something we call lions luck, right? Rogers would throw a ball. In the end zone, someone would catch it and they lose. Uh, Megatron would like catch a ball in the end zone, but the way he did the roll and put the ball on the ground, oh, it's an incomplete pass. You know, it's just uh, um, they played the Cowboys. There was a flag for pass interference. The rest just got together and decided to pick up the flag, which has never happened to Matthew Stafford's career. So, so Stafford went from that to like a team that has a set defense, a team that has a, a halfway decent running game. Though, though Henderson, we don't know his 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 status right now. Um, receivers that are good enough. To catch a front line that gives him an, another three quarters of a second, and it's I I, I like the Rams um, football team, and it's going to tell a lot about how not just how good the Rams are because we know the Rams are good, but how good how good is Tampa Bay? So. Um, you got Rodgers. He was close to doing it, and everybody blames the coach for, for not going for it on the fourth down. That's absolute nonsense. They weren't going to win that game anyway because even if they did go for it, that's Tom Brady with the ball at the end. ABC later. We know that, and I know that. Everyone knows that, so they need they need to stop making excuses every time Aaron doesn't come through on three downs. So um, the answer is nobody. This dude was, was amazing. Five touchdowns last week, no interceptions, 276 yards passing. Uh, spread the love. You know, Fournette's got like uh, 57 yards, stingy yards. Um, uh, 
Mike Evans finally got his two touchdowns for our fantasy people who 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 thought he was in a you know like a, a, a wide receiver heavy littered team. We're like, oh man, you know. Listen, it's probably it's probably not the good a good idea to invest in wide receivers and running backs because Tom Brady is about very very Bill Bill very Bill Belichick. He spreads the wealth, right? Occasionally you have an outlier, but. And no one has a problem with it. Antonio Brown's not worried about, I want my, my catches. You, no one comes on that team like, I want my numbers. The, you got guys that want to play on that team that are probably willing to take a Tom Brady discount. <laughs> you know, and that's why they're good. That's, and that's why they're dangerous. And that's why if they keep Tom Brady upright, he might be, he'll be back another year. <laughs> and, and, and be in the playoff for Super Bowl picture again. The guy has not shown any, you know, they say Father Time's undefeated. Uh, that's not true. I think Father Time wins in the end, but right now Father Time's getting his ass kicked. Okay, Father Time wins in the end, right? They, he wins by decision sometimes, you know, a few rounds or whatever. But there are plenty of rounds you see Father Time getting his butt kicked. I bring you Tom Brady. <laughs> Ridiculous. So yeah, and no, <laughs> there is no team that can stop them. There, I don't see anyone else in the NFC, uh, though Seattle. Um, if if they look better at the end of the as good at the end of the season as they do now I um I, I like a team that I like a team that could hit you got to get to Tom Brady and that's the only team I see getting to Tom Brady them in the 49ers right you said the 49ers right I mean 49ers yeah. you're like, not going to win a shootout you know, against him Steelers you have, aren't going to make it that far so. but right you got to get to him you, you're not going to win <laughs> yeah. a shootout against that team you're not going to be yeah. like all right you score touchdowns I touch so what Tom will go psycho Tom on you that's what I mean you got to have a you got to mm-hmm. have a run game you know you got to control what they're doing on the field that's mm-hmm. that's, that's the only way Yep. Nice, man. Well, there goes our first topic blowing out of the water. (laughs) Great job. Whoever asked that question, whoever introduced that topic to us, they should be fired. In fact, they should be taken to the back and flogged. I just said flogged. (laughs) Who says that? Flogged. (laughs) Everyone's like, I just learned some new shit, Jay. Uh, (laughs) All right. So uh, let's go topic two. Uh, Wow. we're, We're running through this. Um, Topic two of NFL pick six. We don't. We're not talking about. We're not talking about volleyball this week. It's going to be. I mean, and we're going to be. There's going to be more weeks like that. So, um, topic two is the NFL pick six. All right. Let's start with pick six number one. Um, actually, no. Let's start with last. Uh, um, last week. Last week, James Barker was five and one. You were one and five in an ultimate reversal, and I was four and two. So right now, you're six and six. I'm seven and five, and the guests who are battling the host are <laughs> uh, sitting pretty nine and three. Um, this week got Taylor Crab doing the picks, but he's going to do the picks after this episode. Um, so, but the, so those picks will be up next week. But with that being said, let's go to this week, Rob. Pick six. We got the Bears at the Browns. Hmm. I'm going to take safe picks this week. I'm going to go with the Browns. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Browns, though. I do think Justin Fields is gonna is gonna play pretty good ball. He's he's going back to you know former Ohio State player. He's probably gonna have just as many fans in that stadium as Baker Mayfield is gonna have. Uh, you know Baker Mayfield. I can't talk any crap about it anymore. Before we used to talk about like hey, I had more commercials than wins, but um, really really showed he's a tough guy. Got I think he got knocked out of the game for a little bit and came back. He's he's just a, everyone's like oh he's injured he's injured and I'm like no that dude that dude is sturdy that dude that dude. Yeah. Sticks his chest out, and when you hit him, he, he he gets back up. And 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 I don't know if there's a player that I could stand less than him for a little while, but uh, uh, doesn't affect our critical thinking skills. He's a tough dude, and I, and I picked the Browns to win 
Um, yeah, pick the Browns to beat our man Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears, assuming that they don't uh, that Dalton's not ready to go. Even if Dalton's not ready to go, I, I wonder. Maybe that's a quick question. Um, uh, t- uh, number two, we got Falcons and Giants. Uh, I'm gonna go first on this one. Uh, someone's O has to go. Um, two two really good quarterbacks. Uh, um, some bad coaching on both of their parts, though. The Falcons did really did the best they could against this Tampa Bay. Um, not a typically good team on the road. Giants let one go. And I'm going to go with Giants, but I do so cautiously because I think, like, sometimes when you lose a close one, next week shows who you are. You know, you are who we thought you were. So, who you got? Man. Uh, I'm going to go with the Giants, again, very cautiously because they have literally five offensive linemen. So if any of them get hurt or tired, Daniel Jones is running for his life again, and Saquon Barkley is not running the ball. So, What is but up with that, dude? With all that said, they're an exciting they're an exciting offensive team. You know, defensively, they're pretty shit. <laughs> you know, they're just pretty terrible, which is bad because that's not the way Giants teams are made. So, uh yeah. yeah, I guess I'm going to go with the Giants with this one. But if they don't win against the Falcons, I'm hmm. not picking one again for the rest of the year. Nah, just go oh for <laughs> the century. Up. Yeah, man. I mean, even if you're wrong two times, the 2 and 14, you'll be right for 15 out of the 17 times, right? In our 17-week season, Rob. Um, all right, third one. Um, you go first on this one. This is the Bengals visiting our Pittsburgh Steelers, our Mike Tomlin Steelers. Um, who do you got? You know, uh, the Bengals put up some some good numbers. I like what they do. Last week was just a really rough week for Joe Burrow when he finished. He finished like, like what is it, two for five in the last five passes with three interceptions. Like, yeah, that's he... just a terrible stretch. Yep. Um, yeah, the Bengals aren't the greatest, but I'm going to go with the Bengals, especially if T.J. Watt is not on the field. I feel like that team offensively and defensively are just – a world's difference without that guy on the field. Um, the fact that they haven't, or they even thought about not paying him the highest max extension you could ever possibly give is ridiculous because he actually is the best player, the best defensive player in football, just on production. I oh, mean, yeah. Aaron Donald's right there, but he is the best. It's in like production every time there's a the play. Field. Yep. I mean, Aaron Donald, too. He, he, you know, he catches the eye, but like, you know, there's only so much you can do when you got two giant guys on you every single time. And you're a linebacker, you can move, you know, in and out of the gaps. You can go around the side. You can, you know, blitz when they don't think you're blitzing. You know, TJ Watt, man, he's got the size and, and the, the athleticism to do everything. But with him not on the field, I don't I don't like that team. So I'm going to go with the Bengals. Nice. Okay. Um I think I'm going to go with the Bengals, too. On a normal thing, if all things were equal, you always pick Ben Roethlisberger over uh, Joe Burrow. But with um, but the, all things are not equal. I think Cincinnati's got a pretty good front five. I think he's got to get rid of the ball fast, and he definitely has to hand off a little bit. I think uh, the best way to beat Pittsburgh is to, to, to run and take the crowd out of the game and – and if the and if the coach and that that that, that the army of coaches that are here there have half the IQ that I think they have they're gonna they gotta run the game they they gotta run they I think Joe Burrow uh, um on play action uh, is probably better than just than just dropping back and they do have they do have a threat 
They do have a threat and they do have a front five that's, I wouldn't call completely formidable, but good, you know, good enough. And I know you can't just have, you can't just drop back and have Watt have his way. You, get, you know, he's involved in every damn play. Whether so, when someone's catching it, he's tackling a guy. When a quarterback gets sacked, there he is. When the, the ball is fumbled, if he's not the one stripping the fumble, he's recovering it. So, I mean, um, but he's also banged up. So you got you got to run, and and I think I think play action is is the key around Watt, and I pick the Bengals. So um, let's go game four. Um, we're, we're doing this next Tuesday, right? Because that that determines my last my last game. Uh, game four. I think so. All right, let's cross that one off then. I don't care who wins that. Cool. Game four: Dolphins versus the Raiders. Um, I'll go first. Raiders have been very lucky. To be two and zero, but the, when does luck turn into good? You know, the, just confidence where you just you could just make plays, and then all of a sudden you're a snowball rolling down the hill. They're the host team in Vegas. Uh, Dolphins got absolutely got stomped, exterminated, beat down, and without Tua, I'm going with the Raiders to go three and zero. Yeah, I mean this is no question. I, I don't even know who their quarterback is besides Tua. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's easy. Easy and I think, uh, yeah, I, I really hope the Dolphins can pick it back up because I love their organization, I love their franchise. But man, that's a tough loss. Yeah, who do you pick? So who do you got? Not Dolphins. He's. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you who I don't have. <laughs> Raiders. Um, the Raiders been playing great football though. I yeah. like what Gruden's doing there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Hey, six one. We got Bucks at the Rams. We talked about it earlier, and I tried to hold out, hold out on that. Um, and actually, I didn't. I did a good job not picking a winner on that. So, Rob, you're gonna go first. We got the Bucks, Tampa Bay Bucks visiting the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, I don't even care if I lose this game. I don't think anybody can choose somebody other than Tampa Bay at this point. Hmm. You know, like what is it, a ten game win streak at this point? Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, they're playing the best football you can you can ask for. Um, I think it's just going to be a great game. I, I think Aaron Donald's going to show up. I think Stafford's going to show up. I think you know Brady and the crew is going to show up. I think it's going to be a shootout again because um, I don't think that the Rams really have enough running backs to run the ball. Uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. It's going to be really close. I think it's going to be under twenty one points of the winner. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's going to be mm-hmm. the Bucks. Yep. Hey, TB12. TB meaning Tom Brady. TB meaning Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay 12. 12, the 12th man, just like Seattle, cheering for him, but they cheer for him and they boo him anywhere. And he feeds off of that. If you boo him or if you cheer him, it shows that you care enough you care enough about him to indulge and that's what made makes Tom Brady and the and the Tampa Bay Bucks such a good road team there are a bunch of guys that give less of less of a f where 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 they play like they can play in a high school stadium in Texas they can play in the cold at Fordham University at that sucky ass stadium over there and um I honestly have them winning all 17 games. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, if we need to catch up, it's not going to be on that game. I'm going with the Bucks. Last game since since we're gonna uh, we're gonna do uh, pretty much a live thing next week. So last week, next week, this week is a Monday night game. That's um, I believe the Cowboys visiting the Eagles. Um, and I'll go first. The accident waiting to happen in the NFC right now is the Giants. It's not the Cowboys. 
the Cowboys are right now the the recipient of those calls. In fact, they've been pretty, you know, they were pretty fortunate to escape that win um, with some questionable calls by the ref, illegal shift on one call. And then they called a sack uh, on Justin Herbert saying that forward progress is stopped, though he wasn't trying to go forward. I mean, how many times have you seen a quarterback go back and throw the ball away and not get called for a sack? That was ridiculous. That took him out of the seven-yard line, right? Yeah. But, but that was the they reason it was tied. Changing. Sorry. Yeah, they had, they had changed the rules mm-hmm. this past year about okay. trying to protect the quarterbacks more. And I want to see it know, again. Extending. But yeah. I want to see, I mean, Rob, I want to see it again this no, year and not just a one-off for the Cowboys. It's absolutely wrong because it happened in another game that later that night and mm-hmm. they did the exact opposite all right so it's just that there's a new rule and it happens a lot where there's new rules that come up mm-hmm. they want the ideas protect the quarterback and they go a little far yep. you know as soon as the quarterback's out of the pocket whether he's scrambling whether he's running from the sack whether he's whatever he's a runner so they're they're unfortunately you can't have rules for a quarterback outside the pocket that's just what it is yeah, right. it's, it's, a sad, I got, um, it's a sad thing. Yeah, know, I mean, but I let, all I'm saying is don't let it be a one-off. Like this rule that's never been used before and it can, and will never be used again. Just It was just for them so they can win. Um, I'm going with the Cowboys. I went with them last week because I saw something special in, in Dak. Dak's doing a good job um, not having these bad starts. Like uh, last year, if you were in the year before, if you remember, they, 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 they were doing these great comebacks because they, they – they dug themselves a hole, and and I don't really see them doing that now. And if they finish the same way that they've been finishing in those games they play behind, they're gonna be they're probably gonna be NFC champions. As much as uh, um, I uh, it loathes it loathes, loathes me to say that, um, Cowboys, <clears throat> are you are you going hurts? <laughs> I, I hurts. Eagles fight. Fight Eagles fight. And, And, you know, I think it's more just that, you know, Jalen Hurts and crew are just trying to figure out what they're doing. Um, Their defense is solid. You know, they're a hard-fought team. Um, And I think some team eventually is going to actually take a man out of the box and force Ezekiel Elliott to beat them. And they're going to expose him for being a bad runner. You know, it's just what it is. Like, Everybody talks about how Ezekiel Elliott's doing better. That's because Dak Prescott is there and because Dak Prescott is balling and because he has to throw 58 passes a game because this guy who's got a $90 million running back can only run the ball 14 times a game, 11 times a game. What is this crap? So, again, yeah. Gave him him his money, though, right? Right. And he had Mm -hmm. 137 yards the other night. Good for him. Good for him. You know what? You've got an offensive line. You're the number one running back, and you're supposed to put the yards down like that when you have four all-pro caliber wide receivers. Four. Not to mention an all-pro quarterback. Not to mention massive linemen who at one point, three, four years ago, were considered not like a decade type Absolutely. Of yeah. So Which when I, I look at that, and everything is made for him to be successful, and he's barely being successful – Let's let's keep seven in the box. Not not eight. Let's keep seven in the box to see what he's got. You know Thank what I'm you. saying? Throw one linebacker at him and let's see what happens. Because if Pollard is beating them better than than uh, than uh Cabo than Zeke. Ezekiel Elliott, <laughs> come on, man. Call come him on, man. Cabo Zeke. I'm a, yo, I'm gonna call Saquon Cabo uh, um a uh, Puerto Vallada PV Sa- Saquon. <laughs> Because <laughs> these dudes have got their money and they on they they stay on vacation. <laughs> As yeah. you know. 
I don't have a problem with the Cowboys as much as I have a problem with a nauseating uh, throw-up-in-your-mouth fan base, all right? They win one game, and they're like, I mean, even after two nights ago, it's like, we, we're going to the Super Bowl, and I'm like, here we go again. But Michael let me t- Irvin. Yes. Oh, oh, he showed up to first take, though, didn't he? He, he, when they lose, he's hiding. He's hiding somewhere. But oh, but look who, look who stood tall, talking like a reverend. Oh my God, this cowboy! Uh, let me, let me tell you something. Michael Irvin, who will never listen to this podcast, but it doesn't mean I won't talk about him. All right, Michael Irvin. You saying, oh, Zeke ran for a hundred plus yards is like a father saying, I take care of my kids. You're supposed to, you dork. You're supposed to take care of your kids. And Zeke, is all that money they gave him, they gave him that money with not so much as a hiccup. Dak, Dak, who's the real warrior, was the one that had to struggle for his cash. So just like when the father says, I take care of my kids, I have the same answer. You're supposed to. You're supposed to get 100 yards. You're supposed with that line and and, and with with that guy as your quarterback and with a near near elite uh, a core wide receivers, do your freaking job. And Michael Irvin, when they lose, come with that same energy, man. Let's see let's see you on Monday morning somewhere, okay? Anywhere. And that's all I got to say about that. Are we done? Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Um so now we go we close the door on the NFL for now. And we go to the UFC. We got a big pay-per-view this weekend, Rob. All right. We're talking about football and mixed martial arts, which might make, make Meryl Streep mad, right? Because <laughs> it's not an art. But she can go kick rocks. My favorite female act- actress, fi- the best female actor alive today, got this one wrong. Um, so UFC 266. Uh, we have Tanisa Sri. Competing. Tanisa Sri is a just uh, left indoor and entered the professional beach scene. She played at York uh, in Canada with um, the same year as Brandy Wilkerson and um, Sarah Pavin. Uh, um, you know, great, great team. And this this girl's for real. She's the real deal. She's a she's a model. She was on the podcast last week, and she's this huge um, UFC fan. So we both came up with the idea to do a pick six for only the pay per views, and this is a big one, Rob. Um, mm. I'm gonna scroll for us. All right, let's let's go on the board and let's go down the line. Rob pick six. Let's go. Where are we at? Let's blow this up. Let's blow this up and boom. Let's start with the let's start with um main event. Why not? Let's go. Yeah, let's go hard for the first one. Uh, Alexander Volkanovski versus Brian Ortega. Who you got, Rob? Mm. You know I love my man T City man. But yeah. I just can't see it. I don't see it, man. Uh, I I want to go with Volkanovski. I think Volkanovski is definitely going to win. But Brian Ortega has the X factor. If he can somehow get the game to the ground, you know, if he can be on top or even under, if he can get the, the, the fight to the ground, we've really never seen Volkanovski on the ground. We've never really seen him on his back or on top control trying to uh, mess around with somebody who is that – more complete, um, yeah. More complete on the ground, you know. So I think there's a possibility Brian wins. I definitely think the overwhelming favor is for uh, Volkanovski. But I really think that Brian has a chance, if anybody really has a chance against Volkanovski, because he, he can fight him another way than just in his face, kicks or punches or leg kicks or playing the stand-up game. He can change it up. He can, you know, make this fight really interesting. So – I still think it's Volkanovski, but I really look for a good fight. 
For all the same reasons you say Volkanovski could win, are the same reasons I think Bal- uh, uh, Brian Ortega can win. And and you and you did a nice little repair at the end because that's where I was going with my point. I pick uh, Brian Ortega. When Volkanovski beat Max Holloway in two hotly contested close matches, one I thought Max lost and one I thought Max won. Um, mm-hmm. On the title match, I thought he lost, but in the rematch, I thought I thought he I thought he won. But it was the, I thought it, it was a tie. Yeah, it that was first one. Yeah, and, and which should have went I to the champ. Won, but, <clears> yeah, hey. we should have went to the champ. Um, yeah, listen. He's fighting a completely different fighter that has more tools in the toolbox. I mean, Brian Ortega's uh, striking is getting significantly better. And anytime it's a close-range fight, that's your ass, man. Ortega has size. Uh, I mean, you saw them stand next to each other. Or- Brian Ortega has size for 145. Um, I'm not saying he's cutting down. He just looks like a bigger, uh, um, just a more uh, muscular, more relaxed, and uh, less. You know how some guys, when they shred down, they look you know, kind of drawn? He doesn't mm-hmm. look drawn. He, he looks like a completely healthy 145 when he goes in there and fights. Um, and Volkanovski's got some wrestling. He's got some slick uh, jiu-jitsu as well. But there are levels to this. And I think he makes him tap. I think Brian Ortega wins. And actually, I think uh, I'll, go, I'll go even braver and say by guillotine joke, by tap out. Um, second See, match. Um, sorry. Well, also, uh, you know, with Volkanovski, the, the other thing is, you know, as as good as or as big as Brian can be as a 145, he still got chewed up by Max Holloway. Yeah, he did. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't even close. He didn't yeah. even touch Max. No. So well, Max had, doesn't. We he, talk about Max has height and and he and he doesn't have the yes he, does. he doesn't have the wingspan, but, but he knows how to use his reach, man. Right, but then the same thing with Volkanovski is he's able to slip in and out and hit. So it's like Brian should just make sure he ain't on his feet. Right. <laughs> he should Damian Maya this guy. Just lay on his back. Yep. Hey, come fight me down here or level change and get inside. A lot of clinch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you're if he's staying on the outside, he will lose this badly. Yeah. Ortega did get pieced up against um Holloway and I'm yeah. glad the and ref called the stop. Um, aren't you glad the ref stopped that though? Because Ortega's not gonna quit. Ortega's not even gonna fall mm-hmm. down. That was just mm-hmm. that was just one of those things where just live to fight another day. That's what yeah. happens when you get a Mexican and a Hawaiian. <laughs> You know, as far as heart, like having heart and will to win, that's like, oh, that's like a wash. That's a push, <laughs> right? That's a draw. Um, all right, so Valentina Shevchenko against Lauren Murphy. I'm going to go first on this one, and I'm going to be quick on this one. Lauren Murphy has earned the right to get this title, and she's earned the right to actually face Valentina Shevchenko, but unfortunately, she's earned the right to lose this one, and this one's going to be bad. Uh, I can't think of a stylistically worse match for Lauren Murphy. She's got a lot of heart, and she did earn earn her right to be on this stage, and if she wins, I'll eat that crow because, I, I mean, I cheer for her. If you know her story, you cheer for her. I cheer for her. You cheer for her. We cheer for both of them them right it's almost uncomfortable picking pit, trying to pick a winner for two people that you want to see win right everybody's like oh why can't you just watch the match and let them have a good time because this is sports debate tuesday and i'm picking valentina what do you got yeah there's no debate on this one you know <laughs> I, you know lauren murphy yeah she's she's a nice fighter uh, mm-hmm. i really like what she does you know but when you watch you know that eye test it's mm-hmm. not that she doesn't pop but Mm-hmm. You know, she's going against somebody else in a vacuum. Maybe Lauren Murphy is, you know, a really, really good fighter and, and she could be a champion, but this ain't a vacuum. You know, this is UFC and this is the best. And, uh, you know, Valentina is the best. I still want that Nunez uh, Valentina Shevchenko fight because I feel like they're both fighting mm-hmm. people well below their level. And that's good for them. They get free fights, good money. But we need that Nunez Shevchenko fight I again because just I feel say like that. someone got, yeah, someone got. 
Just, and, and it's kind of not to bring back what we were just talking about, but Please, yeah. just as Holloway lost to, to Volkanovski and it should have gone to the champ, is the same way that when Volkanovski almost lost to Holloway when he was the champ, that it went to Volkanovski. It's the same thing with Nunez. Yes, she is the champ. Yes, uh, Valentina didn't knock her out or do it, but she put damage on her. That was mad For both those fights. Yeah. And it's like, I didn't feel that way about Shevchenko. So. The fact that this hasn't even happened again is kind of crazy. They both need some time. They both need to get fights again, but this needs to happen. Um, but yeah, yeah, Lauren Murphy is just going to be another little, another meat patty in the grinder. Yeah, look, uh, Tanisa uh, Sri, our guest, uh, battling the host this week. This one, not on football, but the UFC. Um, she also picked Valentina Shevchenko. But Rob, I mean, I couldn't say it enough. Um, I was going to let you close out on that because it was so beautiful, but it is a two-horse race. And at some point, they're going to have to get that, that, that third fight going. Um, yeah. Nick Diaz is back in action. Nick Diaz is going to fight Robbie Lawler. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Rob, go first. Man, um, gonna go with Lawler, but, um, why? First of all, as five years, six years, that's a long layoff, man. I don't care. You've been street fighting. You've been fighting with Nate, uh, with Nick. I mean, with Nate, I don't care if you it don't matter, man. Like, he's going to come in there and he's going to be a little shell shot first two rounds. You know, um, that's just what it's going to be. So, for me, Robbie, you know, he likes to get up in your face early. So, um, whether it's that Robbie pressures him early and then Nick gets a little, not tired, but not 100% by the end of the fight because he has to kind of bring in that championship mentality from the get. Or that you know Robbie just kind of pounces on over him and and he doesn't he doesn't really get a chance to catch his breath. I I just feel like Lawler's going to kind of not run through him, but he's going to be the more professional fighter at the at this point in his career. So that's that's how I see it going. I'm feeling Robbie Lawler in this one. So Rob McLean, there are three. Sorry, excuse me, Rob. Keep it, McLean, McLean. So disrespectful. Sorry. Um, there are three fighters that I, I like that can take some time off and still come back and find ways to win. One is Dominic Cruz. Uh, the other is John Jones, albeit some of his fights are, are, are closer and you don't even know if he really trained for those. And the third one is, is Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz, um, when he's not doing anything, he trains for triathlons. And I mean, Ironman triathlons, it's just ridiculous. He and his brother, um, you, you would think they're, uh, I mean, this, they have this image. They're just watching TV and watching fights and smoking weed all the time. And they're also doing that. Um, those things are not mutually exclusive, but, but the two of them are, are always constantly moving, constantly staying in shape. Stylistically, both, both fighters go, both competitors, uh, need, need a while to get going. You know, you see some of that best stuff at the end of the first round and beginning of the second round. Um, it's a bad matchup for Robbie Lawler because Robbie Lawler usually catches people trying to load up on him. And 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 you don't see Nick, Nick Diaz load up. You see him, you know, pop, 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 pop. And if, and if he, Robbie Lawler decides to fight Nick Diaz in a phone booth, Nick Diaz is going to back him up into, into one of those ends of the octagon. And if it doesn't get out of there, and if he fights Nick Diaz's fight, which which is an inviting thing for someone like Robbie Lawler, he's going to get pieced up. He's going to get pieced up. And I think um, Nick Diaz wins by decision because I don't think Nick, Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz caught him with a flash knockout, if you remember, a couple of, a, what, a decade and a half ago? That's like 2004. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Robbie's, got, Robbie's got a strong chin, man. He's not this, I mean, Robbie's gotten hit harder by by 
Tyron Woodley and some other fighters that hit harder than Nick Diaz. So sometimes it's just, it's just about placement. I don't think I don't think either one's going to finish anyone. I don't think I don't think there's going to be a finish. I think it's going to be a slugfest. I think it's going to be fight of the night, um, and and I think it's going to be Nick Diaz, um, the second two rounds, the last two rounds, two rounds to one. Um, and, well, it's a debate. Yeah, now nah, and ten. <laughs> Tanisa, we call her Tin out here on the South Bay. Again, welcome to Beach Volleyball, honey. You are good, and your partner Mercedes is is good too. It's a it's a new team, a team of color too. You know, right? The 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 scene could use could use a couple of good um a few more uh, f- f- fine ass African American women on the scene. Chrissy, big up to Chrissy Jones, uh, Shunderward. Um, uh, and yeah, she picks. She also picks Nick Diaz. Let's go fight number four, Curtis Blades. Wow. Ooh, Jorinzo Rosenstrick. Talk about a fight that's flying under the radar. Yeah, Bobby so wait, McGee. Blades is now back in the. Is, is, is now back in? Or yeah. yeah, yeah. He didn't drop. All right. He didn't drop. Yeah, but he but he got dropped. Like yeah, he, he got did. clapped last time. That so. was. That was hmm. um. Derek Lewis, that, right? Uh, Derek Lewis, yeah, right. yeah. Which can happen, <laughs> and it's gonna happen because that's my pick. I mean, if there is a top three in, in in the heavyweight, it does not include John Jones in my eyes. Because yet again, we still haven't seen him fight. <laughs> yeah, I don't. John's, so John's eyes, not even in the conversation until he fights. Right in my eyes, you have the three heavy hitters that are the top in the heavyweight. You know, you have Rosenstroop as number three. You got your Derek Lewis as number two, and you got your you know, uh, Nagano is number one, you know, because I, I dare anybody to go against one of those three guys and not be, you know, crapping in their pants <laughs> straight up. Um, yeah, but I have Rosenstruck. Um, yeah. I've I seen Rosenstruck. I've seen Rosenstruck like knock people out last minute, his slips, and then he hits hard. The dude hits hard. But I've also seen Curtis Blades like really lay on lay a few on Alistair Overeem uh, that just look. I'm like, man, get in there as fast as you can. But I'm talking about look, um, top Ooh. position, ground and pound, where it just looked nasty. Uh, you're picking you're Boy, picking Rosenstrike, right? I would not take one step in this guy's direction. Yes, <laughs> I'm picking Rosenstrike. You know, Curtis Blades got to get close to yes. him to wrestle him, right? Yeah. <laughs> And for all those reasons is the reason I'm picking Curtis Blades because he will he is he, he is going to take a step in. I think his wrestling is uh, dominant. Uh, the interesting thing is if Curtis Blade takes him down, will Rosenstrick be able to get back up? Um, um, he has yeah. he, he's 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 really good at walking a cage for a heavyweight. The reason why he's dangerous because he hits like almost like Nganu and he and he and he moves like a light heavyweight, right? He he's got great movement in that cage. No, you wonder why John you wonder why John Jones isn't quick to jump in that mix. John Jones really just wants to do a Connor. He wants to jump the line because remember when Connor yeah. jumped the line for Eddie Alvarez? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Khabib Namagametov. You had Barboza. You had uh, Tony Ferguson who won like ten in a row. Mm-hmm. Yo, Jones ain't trying to mess with any of these dudes. He don't even want to mess with Ngano. He's hoping someone could beat Ngano, like maybe Stipe on a rematch, someone that doesn't imagine, feel as dangerous. Go ahead. Imagine Derek Lewis against John Jones. That would be one of the most boring but crazy fights ever. Do you know what I mean? That would literally be uh, Derek Lewis versus Ngano again. Do you know, you know I think Jones takes him down? I strongly oh, yeah, believe Jones sure. takes him down, and then when that happens... For sure, that's it, man. But again, people forget but again, Jones' wrestling pedigree, man. 
I agree, but mm-hmm. you got to close the distance. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not I'm now. Jones has John a chin, Jones right? But but Derek Lewis is. <laughs> but then again, you know, you have Daniel Cormier, ten times a wrestler that that John Jones does, and had less physical attributes than Jones does. Yeah. So like. That's something that that Derek Lewis had to go up against first, yeah. you know, and I think that's actually harder to fight against a small, like a really small heavyweight as opposed to a really big heavyweight. Because when you swing in, he's got you no strike hit zone. A small target. He's exactly. got no strike zone. Yeah. yeah. John mm-hmm. Jones, you could hit the body, you could hit the arm, you could hit the face, you could hit the neck. There's so much person to hit as opposed to Daniel Cormier, who's this little bowling ball who gets in there. And he has great center and gravity because he's small. You couldn't um, pick a worse matchup for John Jones than Derek Lewis or Arangano because, first of all, if you look at all of his closest fights, all of those fighters had a reach that qualified as close enough. There's not mm-hmm. a, there's not a whole lot of people out there that's going to have an 84 inch wingspan like John Jones. All right, but the guys who were like 81 or 82, Gustafson, remember the first time he did that? Um, oh, yeah. Who was our, our wrestler, Dominic Reyes? That was a fight. Mm-hmm. I thought Reyes won the first three rounds. Oh, I thought I thought Reyes won the first two rounds. That was bullshit. He won that fight. That, I mean, that fight. I, I support Jones and I and I and I and I support the man's goat status and everything he's done. But that a win's a win's a win, man. That was not, no, no. Uh, look, the Santos. That was a split decision too. But I thought Jones won that one. But but yeah. All right, but and then I thought he fought horribly. Yeah, I thought he I thought he fought to the level of Santos, but he still won that fight. Yeah, he did. But he um, lost the Reyes. Fight, but though. all of his have you noticed all of his closest fights were guys that that can get in because what john does he does a teak kick he'll do a push kick then reach out with a jab and maybe maybe overhand right and slip out and he's got that ridiculous reach that he knows how to use that he knows how to use so that's what makes him intriguing as a heavyweight i want to see him uh i guess par for the course pick on someone his own size <laughs> right you know who would be a great fight now that i think about it Who's i feel that? like cyril gain and John Jones would be a great fight. No. Super tactical, you yeah. know. They both can get touched up a little bit. I think that would be a great fight. And they both can take a hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they both aren't going to knock each other out. I think that's what they're both no. kind of well, like. So Gain, John is saying the same thing. Like, I don't want to, unless I'm fighting for the title, I'm not fighting one, two, and three. No. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. And he's number two. So No, it's Sarah and Sarah Gain, though he has knockout power, never underestimate John Jones' chin. John Jones has faced people that, that can knock you out. Uh, and 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 he did get hit by them. And I've seen his mouthpiece fly out against um uh, um I forget who it was, but but I was John, it was Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier hit him mm-hmm. with one of those short man uppercuts and just the, the mouthpiece went flying and Jones you no one even remembers because Jones ate it. You know you never heard someone say, Oh, he's hurt, he's hurt, he's rock. Nope. Never saw that. So, um, sorry, we got two more fights. Um, and let's see who, sorry, let's see who Tin, Tin picked. She picked Blades, and I'm picking Blades too on that one. Jessica, uh, fight five, I know, right? He's like, ooh, fight five, Jessica Andrade. I'm, I'm, I'm going to call you when that strike comes up. I'm going to yeah. be like, watch this first round. Oh, you. Oh, listen, you come with that same energy when you picked against the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> oh, stop. You take away that injury, you know that game is real. <laughs> yeah. You guys got a freebie. <laughs> You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Um, mm-hmm. so, okay. <laughs> I'm like, so anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, 
Oh, How the hell are we going to finish this, dude? <laughs> this is supposed to be a short one. Uh, um, <laughs> this is supposed to be a short episode. Uh, fight five, Jessica Andrade against Cynthia Cavillo. Uh, I'll go first on this one. Cynthia, a very, very improved. Uh, um, very good grappling. Very good all-around game. I just think level-wise, the levels to this, I, I got Andrade by, by smothering um, three rounds to zero. <laughs> Who do you got? Yeah, I yeah I, I think that Andrade is <laughs> a little underestimated. You know, she's a, a small little firecracker of a fighter, and man, I don't. It's it's hard for me to put her. You know, she fought against uh, Valentina. You know, and people kind of put her down, but man, she's. I I, I think that she's going to win this fight. I think that she's going to come in and just outwork. You know, outwork. Um, I think that, honestly the same exact thing that you said. I think it's going to be for Andrade. She's going to come in, smother, and, three rounds uh, to zero. Yeah, yeah, and just take take this girl over. So I yep. don't even think it's close. So people going to the show need to buy some popcorn. The first fight's the time to do it. Come back third round. It'll look. It'll pretty much look like the first two rounds. It's going to be rinse repeat. That's my that's my prediction. Yeah. Um, last fight we're, we we owe it to um, since we're doing a pick six. We're going to do the fix the sixth fight on the preliminary uh, main event on the preliminary card, which is going to be live on ESPN. Uh, Marlon Moraes against Marab, um, Debel, sorry, Debelishvili, Debelishvili. <laughs> um, I can't believe I'm butchering that guy's name. Yo, Marab uh, is for real, man. I don't man. even know how you said it. Yeah, yes. yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know how I say this guy. He's just really good, really, really good, dude. Moraes has got his hands full, dude. Who do you got? Uh, I don't know how to say his name, so I'm going to go with not Marlon Morales. Um, I've really not liked Marlon Morales. I'm not trying to shoot on him, but mm-hmm. you know, I just think he's that the gatekeeper now, and he has been for a long time. Where it's like, hey, if you can beat him, you're going to be in the top 15, and then you can kind of make your way up. If not, you know, you're not ready for the UFC. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel sorry for him, but uh, yeah, that's where he's at, and Devalish is going to wipe yeah. him up. The thing that sucks about gatekeeper status is that you really can't negotiate for any money. You're in, you're in, you're in this influx where you want more money. They're gonna be like, nah. And you either have you to move, you either have to move to Bellator or whatever, or 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 or, or stay and just grind it out and hope that some some fighter makes you and him good together where you both make a pile of money, which is what happened to Nate Diaz. Remember Nate Diaz worked his way up, lost the title shot to Benson Henderson and was kind of like, not journeymaning it, but like like you said, mid-level, car, mid-level carding it. You know, like for the people that don't watch MMA, you know, Nate is famous and he kicks everyone's ass, but Nate, Nate had the, the the most difficult lineup out of anyone in 155 or 170, um, except for um, Rafael Dos Anjos. Um, and the same things happen in the Marlon Marais. He's playing gatekeeper, and he's 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 in this weird state. And but he, uh, um, to well, ten Tanisa says thinks he's going to keep the gate and he's going to win this one. But I got to go to Marab on this. This is a huge, huge coming out party. It's the last match before the pay per view. It's it's actually going to hook people to watch the pay per view, and this guy knows that, and he's looking for a bonus. Um, and yeah, styles make matchups. I go I go Marab on this one. Cool. Hey. Yeah, I do too. Yep. Hey, that's mixed martial arts. Uh, we only have one category for one of my favorite topics, but since we have that one category, let's do the one, ladies and gentlemen. Let's. Where are we? Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, I bring you to shame, or not to shame. 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 
Okay, let's do this. Let's get our clock. And where are we? Let's do that. Oops. There it is. All right, Robbie, we got it. Let's do, sorry, that. All right, Rob, to shame or not to shame? Penn State Aim. game. <laughs> he already knows. <laughs> oh, that's so bad, though. Penn State game. Uh, the referees missed an entire down. Um, to shame or not to shame? This uh, maybe we're just having fun. This I feel like I'm Rob. I feel like we're punching down on this one. This is this is a layup. Nah. This is a layup for to I shame or not to shame. Uh, uh, floor is yours. Let's do thirty seconds each. This isn't even worth a whole minute each. Go ahead. <laughs> Yours, go. Flo's yeah, so yours. I, I would just say, you know, with the college refs, you got to understand with referees is the levels to it, you know. So when we had the NFL lockout uh, a couple years ago with the, N the NFL referee lockout a couple years ago, uh, and we had they had to employ college refs. And, man, I mean, I think they made three or four NFL rules because of how bad those referees were. Um, mm -hmm. And because there were so many decisions that they had to make in real time, they said, hey, let's just make a rule for it. That's that's how bad it was. So you got to give a little bit of credit to, you know, that there are refs for the college, but they're not going to be trained professionally. They're not going to be the best Shit like this happens. Dude, I got to go shame, Robin. I'll tell you why, because they missed an entire down. It's national television and you have the world watching. All you have to do is, is listen to your phone or just have someone flag you down and say, hey, it's not third down. It's second down. How can they miss that? How can they be so galactically stupid? And on the coach's side, how do you not just call a timeout, let them work it out? And then I, I swear to you, they, they probably get their timeout back. If the guy calls a timeout and says, hey, you guys missed a whole freaking down on national television. Uh, it's, and and I, it's shame, shame, shame. Oh, and by the way, the reason why they started making up all those rules about the ref is because it happened to Aaron Rodgers. The, the straw that broke the camel's back, Russell Wilson threw a Hail Mary that was caught by the defender and the receiver at the same time. And just because the defender had like more of the ball, like 60% of the ball on a simultaneous catch. They got mad at the referees about that. And the, the crazy thing is, if the refs, if the if the scab refs or whatever you want to call them, got any got any call right, it was that one. <laughs> but it was just it happened to Aaron, it happened to Green Bay, and this is unacceptable. It's a travesty. No one gives a damn about Russell Wilson at that time. Um, and but that that was the game where we're like, yo. Just, just give them their money. <laughs> Let's just give the rest their money, man. Let's, Let's just, just get out. out. Let's just get out. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. And that was like, I think that was in the middle of two controversial weeks because it wasn't all the way through the season. It was like week six or seven. We actually had like NFL riffs come back. Mm -hmm. But like, it was like week four, let's say. And it was the, the week before that, it was like a terrible call. Same thing happened. And the week after that, a terrible call happened. The week after that, NFL refs came back <laughs> so it's just kind of funny how that it just evolved to such a point where they're like all right we're just gonna pay you guys the money and get our and get the revenue back <laughs> jeez oh my god craziness all right hey next subject next to last we go to quick question that's quick question quick question <laughs> or quick question that's better quick question rob uh is the cowboys defense for real or is it not no. 
<laughs> Trayvon Diggs is for real, though. Yes. But Tra- their defense is not for real. Agreed. Ranked second to last against the pass, but ninth. How about Jalen Smith and, and Vanden Ehler, uh, yeah. Vander, Vander Ehlerschek, whatever his name is. Yeah. 30 reps, 30 snaps, 30 mm. snaps in an entire game. Are you kidding me? I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> they've, been, they, they've been kind of good when it counts. They're ranked second to last against the pass. Okay, we all get that. But they're also ranked ninth in red zone defense. That's a little Trayvon bit better. That's a little, um, and they lead the NFL in take, takeaways, which has a lot to do with Trayvon Diggs. But Trayvon I got to go emphatic no with you. Um, quick question. Should Justin Fields be the quarterback for the rest of the season, regardless of Andy Dalton? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's time. You drafted him first round, right? You drafted him top six, right? Or something like that. If if that's your guy, why not find out now? Okay. And if he's saying, yo, I want it. I want to do it. Let's go. That's, yeah. a ter- that's a type of mindset. I look at Zach Wilson in New York mm-hmm. and I'm like, this kid's scared right now. Let's not let's not throw him in the mix if you don't need to. You know right. what I mean? But Fields is it's different, different situation. Fields didn't go to BYU. Fields is Ohio State tough. He's Big Ten ready. He's national yeah. championship national championship um, prepared. Those are two levels. I mean, the, what the hell's the wrong with the Jets? Keep dragging these freaking uh, um, pack quarterbacks. USC, um, you know, just BYU. Stop, man. Let's go. Don't go west, son. Uh, quick question. Um are the Giants the real accident waiting to happen? <laughs> uh, no, because they are already an accident. Yeah. They're not <laughs> waiting to happen. Is just yeah, the accident. Failing. The accident's been happening. They literally lost to Washington after a fantastic. That's how you know a team's going to be bad is when they have a great game. They're supposed to win, and they lose because they go offsides on the winning field goal. How bad is that? That's that's bad. That's real bad. And it's not it's not even like they're you know their second or their third or their fourth defensive lineman. It's their number one defensive lineman could be the captain of their team. Goes offside Good in the Lord. middle, right in front, right in front, not like on the side, right in front of the ball. You see when it's going to get snapped. What are you doing? <laughs> it's not like you're going to get a block. When's you- the last time a freaking defensive lineman blocked? a kick at the end of a game from that far out. Come on now. Did you like, know, do you know that, yet, that that was last Thursday, but it still feels like yesterday? They get a first down, right. it's a penalty, right? Daniel Jones runs in for a touchdown, but hey, no problem. We're the accident waiting to happen. Uh, there's, a, there's a holding penalty, which means he didn't score, right? You guys have the game in your hands. Oh my God, you, you guys survived the scare. It goes wide right, but, but nah. No, no, you, you. This one's on the arm. No, you guys, you guys, take this this game. We really haven't you seen the entire game? We don't want it. Do we have to show you at the very end, just just so the whole world can see? We were trying to fly under the radar and give it to you, and now we got to give it to you for real with the world watching. Good lord, yes, accident waiting to happen. You say no because the accident. Uh, it's been an accident for quite Sorry, some time. Here. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> um Quick question. Who would you want for your quarterback the next three years? Um, Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson? For the next three years? Yeah. Oh, Kyler Murray. Not even close. Not I, go even with, close. I go with Wilson. Uh, the, I, I like the general. Um, wh- quick question. Which injury will hurt their team the most? Wentz, Dalton, Tarod Taylor, or Tua? 
Now, saying that all of these, uh, as in they won't come back this next week because they say two is day to day. They right. say Carson Wentz may which come team, back. Which team? Which yeah? Which injury would? Which injury would hurt their team the most? That's 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 it's a hypothetical um, and it's fun to talk about. I guess. I mean, I gotta go with Miami, man. I mean, that was embarrassing. Like you can't even score a field goal. Yeah. Like a field goal. That's embarrassing. That yeah. was at home. Mm-hmm. That's embarrassing. So yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go with two on that one, real quick. I didn't. I mean, you're down 14-0. Sometimes you should just kick. You decide to go for it, and if you don't, the the crazy thing is, if you don't, you give Buffalo more momentum, and then then they're up 21-0 when they, you have you have a chance to be at the half 14-3 because you could play some defense on the kickoff. Um, not a good coach game by one of my favorite coaches, uh, Flores, who we both love and we we speak highly of. But uh, two, I, I have to agree with you. Out of all of those quarterbacks, Wentz, ah, okay, <laughs> Dalton, ah, you know, Tyrod Taylor, who I like, who played for Buffalo a little bit, I. I still got to go, ah, I can't go out with Tua. Tua is a big deal on that team. Um, well, yeah. also, you know, you expect a lot more from, you know, you don't expect mm-hmm. that much from Indy. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't expect that much from Houston. You know, I think Indy's going to be great. But again, Carson Wentz is a big, is a big question mark. Tua was less of a question mark than Carson Wentz at the beginning of this year. You know, you're expecting mm-hmm. a lot from Tua. Carson, you're like, I hope he gets back to what he was. But if he doesn't, I would understand that too. You know, Tua is like, you were doing good things last year. You know, you had to share time with Ryan Factory. Let's see what you can do, you know? And, yeah, so that's unfortunate. Like, expectations were high as well as potential. But, man, man, that's, that's, that's pretty crappy. And that's his, that was his throwing side, too. It's not even his non-throwing side. I root for Miami. Only when they're not playing Buffalo. I root for, I, even against the Jets. I'm a New York guy. You I'm a Jets tell. supporter. I, root for, I find myself rooting for Miami. I, I mean, it's crazy. Um, last quick question. Um, Tampa Bay reached out to Richard Sherman. Good idea or bad idea? Always a good idea. The rich get richer. Yeah. And Richard Sherman, he would be surrounded by like-minded professionals. So you wouldn't see a whole lot of drama on his part, right? I mean, you got great defenders. You got um, um, Edwards, Mike Edwards, who returned both interceptions for touchdowns. The two of them working together. That's. I mean, I'm sitting here elongating a quick question. The answer is an emphatic yes, good idea. Um, all right, that's the end of the quick question, Rob. But before we go, I know I promised I wasn't going to talk about volleyball this week, but I can't help myself because a particular individual I want to give a shout out to. Her name is Kelsey Brandon. Kelsey Brandon lost a, a large uh, um, percentage of her hearing, is, bas- is basically legally deaf, and has found her, her love for volleyball and has been playing volleyball and the last few years has been organizing tournaments and all of the tournaments raise funds to help people with hearing loss so i really she has my respect because you know that a lot of people that do um activism on their social media about what's right and what's wrong and that's that's how they're that's how they can help people because they know they have a platform that people listen to them and there's some people that are out there that are just putting in straight up work straight up blue collar and white and white collar work and she's been going at this alone for quite some time and she's got a nice support system in there she was on the podcast last week and i gotta tell you for a girl that's supposed to be deaf or whatever she doesn't sound like a girl that talk, that's deaf she sounds like one of those you know like some of those female athletes have like dude voices like like pam shriver or or um i don't know you know let's evacuate these bitches uh, um that's who she, that's what she kind of sounds like so i know i promise i wasn't going to give a shout out but this is this woman's super necessary to talk about for every sport not just not just beach volleyball she's out there organizing these tournaments she's out there raising money she's been at this alone for a little bit but now she's got support and um i have i have i never knew her i I knew of her and she's going to be south um south of the pier october 10th um 
October 9th. Yeah, October 10th is going to be the next Force tournament. And there's going to be a raffle to play with professional players. And there's going to be a raffle to, to pick to pick your own Force teams. It's going to be absolutely fun. And all the proceeds go to, to helping the hearing, to um, people with hearing loss, uh, to get equipment and, and research and stuff like that. Kelsey Brandon. Speak for Rob McLean and myself. We love you very much. Keep doing what you're doing, right? Um, Absolutely. Right? Um, symbolism is one thing, but activism, putting in that work is another, you know? And I'm not saying Absolutely. one's better than the other, but there's something to be said where that, that deserves its notice. Robbie? Absolutely. No, I, yeah. I second all that. I, I know Kelsey a little bit as well. And, yeah, those are all really good tournaments and really, um, yeah, it's a great environment, great atmosphere, and to help a cause – uh, as well as play a great sport. I mean, you can't, it's a win-win situation. Yeah, man. So Rob, is there anything you'd like to say to our audience before we leave? Just stay happy, stay healthy. <sighs> Rob, guys, Rob might love you, but me, you know, no, I think I love y'all too. Okay. Buffalo, we won 35 zero. It's been a good week, you know, and you know, we got another pick six coming up this weekend. Actually, Taylor is going to do, um, he's going to he's gonna drop his pick six later, a couple of days. But for all of you at home, for all of you on your iPad, Starbucks, on your desktop, on your droids that are watching this podcast, thank you very, very much. This is episode 71. Keep it classy, people. This is Rob McLean. I am Jason DeBeas, and we both say, hey, we're out. And boom. Come check out the Option Podcast on OptionVB.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.